When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. I'm certainly delayed. So what? My introduction there was dangerously close to wacky 1980s Radio 1 DJ there, I thought. That's it's good. Straight, it's straight. Do you think? I'm Andy Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. It's straight into a little bit of fucking forced jollity. Mm, I don't, don't think... Didn't Who like do you that. think? I'll, I'll say some Radio 1 80s DJs and you say which ones you think the jollity was real authentic and which ones yeah. you think were forced and in fact they were crying inside okay, okay yeah good game right here we go bruno brooks genuine peter powell oh genuine mike reed oh that's a tough one that's a tough one very very close to the to the fence I think but just go on the, one way or the other. just on the side of genuine <clears throat> Gary Davies or Gary Davis I can't remember mm. which it was woo Gary Davis woo Gary Davis uh, again I'm going to go genuine yeah I think Gary Davis was genuinely having the time of his life in yeah. that era I think I he still think. does I think he's on like classic FM now still I think he's on radio too as well sometimes is he? Oh, yeah good. I'm, I'm glad, glad that. that he's still keep like you know sort of his career still going well yeah but I think yeah I just think he was having a great time yeah I never I had think, a problem with I mean, Davis I think you know the, the amount of fan of you <laughs> <laughs> getting in that era would have kept him happy but that's just speculation personal appearances in Essex nightclubs <laughs> I mean I, I just even at a young age I was looking at him and thinking the amount of fanny that fella you must, must get fucking, is unbelievable you must be butting it off with a shitty stick mate yeah you must carry Around it everywhere yeah. okay Mike Smith the late Mike Smith late Mike Smith Um, genuine Course, I mean, and we all know why that cunt was happy. <laughs> non stop, yeah. He was fucking he going the, home to Sarah Green every he, night, he the lucky didn't cunt. The fucking Tom Cut around like Gary Davis in the Essex Night Clubs. No. When you've got um, steak at home. Uh, David Kid Jensen. Oh, genuine. Completely. Jo- John Peel. Genuine. But they didn't really Although do he the didn't woo. do any. No, mm. <laughs> did he? Okay, um, right, now we'll get into the business end of things, right? I hope so, yeah. Dave Lee Travis. Crying. Crying on the inside. Simon Bates. Crying on the inside. And, um, oh, who was the Nightfly? I the Nightfly? Yeah. Oh, God. I can't remember that. Right. He had a... 
show on VH1 in the 90s that right. we used to watch when we were students. Tommy Vance. That's it. Tommy, Tommy Vance, Vance, the Nightfly. <laughs> oh, genuine Tommy Vance. Okay. Genuine. Tommy Vance lived life to the full. Trying so to we think just got might... D- DLT and Simon Bates then. Turns Steve, out Radio 1... Oh, of course, Steve Wright was the, the most jolly of them all. Uh, I've got to think crying on the inside. Now, eventually, you know, it's like w- way below us mm. to laugh or make fun of anyone's weight, right? Because that's mm-hmm. just like, no. Well, if but, you're going to say what I think you're going to say, we've done it before this podcast. <laughs> No, but Steve Steve Wright yeah. got trapped in his car, didn't he? He did, yeah. Well, it, is no, that he didn't what you're saying we've in, done before? He yeah, he didn't get trapped in his car. His car was too his car was too big for his garage. Oh, so he so wasn't he had able to, to get out, out of the, the sunroof. And, and he had to climb, not at the sunroof, he had to climb out the back of the hatchback. Now, okay, fine. It just it's so happened that he was quite That's got nothing to do with his well. weight. Is, yeah, yeah, okay, no, it's got nothing to do with his weight. Forget that, put that to one side. Steve Wright. I once went on his Radio 2 show in the afternoon. Wow. It was fucking a great experience. It was co-hosted by someone who he just referred to as an old woman. (laughs) Did you know that? No. He had two co-hosts. One was his mate, and the other one was he just went, and that's an old woman. (laughs) And that's how he referred to her on the air. On the show, which now, looking back, seems disrespectful, but she was like a good laugh. Um, How old was she? She was pretty old. Like, she was well Ooh, into her 70s. 85. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I thought his show was great on Radio 1 when he did all the... He had Was it him or his mate doing the... Was it Phil Cornwell, someone doing the Phil voices? Phil Cornwell did a lot of the voices, yeah. Fucking he, funny, he wasn't it? come on as David Boyd, didn't he? When he do, do. Tell he me what a... the time is. <laughs> Tell me had... what the temperature is. Didn't Phil Cornwell do a newsagent character or something as well that came on every day? There was a, there was a geezer. There was a geezer who went, "All right, boy, I ain't got no yeah. time for mucking around there, boy." That yeah. was funny. That was another one he did as well. I can't remember what it was. It's so good that I can't remember it was what it a, was. It was a funny show. Steve Wright in the afternoon yeah. was a funny show. Yeah. He's a talented guy. And when I met him, the main thing I talked about at the time was uh, Top of the Pops 2, which when he used to do it was fucking funny. Like, the scripts were fucking funny. Right. Um, and now I think um, Mark Radcliffe does it, which is, is still quite funny, but it's not as good as Steve Wright. Well, they don't. They haven't done any new ones for a while, have they? But Mark Radcliffe... The, the, the scripts that Radcliffe reads out are quite poisonous, I think. They're quite bitchy. Are you yeah, letting bitchy are. anymore? Yeah, Steve Wright wasn't so much like that. They were funny, but they weren't mm. nasty. Put it this way, like most of the jobs in the media, we could do a lot better if we were oh, given it. They really should let us revive Top of the Pops too. Yeah. It would be great. I mean, we don't need this kind of work, but we, just, it, we, we, we would see it as a public own. service to the country. We'll just do our own. We'll just take clips that are already available on YouTube and just clip them together and we'll just do fucking... What's the legality of us doing it, like, on Twitch or something like that? I haven't got a clue. I don't understand Twitch very much. All right, legal cunts, get in touch and tell us what you think, what are, you know... I'm sure we could do it on Twitch, top of the pops, because people just play, like, games and stuff, don't they, on there? We should start a Twitch channel. It seems quite obvious. Do we do that? Do, do, Do gaming... On Twitch. Yeah. Or we have got... Listen, we've got a YouTube channel. 
It's got 500 mm. subscribers. Once we get it past 1,000 subscribers, money starts coming in. Is that is that true? That's true. How many subscribers? 1,000. Is that all? all? All we need wow. to do is double it. we got much more than that uh, listening to the podcast and stuff. We put videos up there sometimes, and when we do, they are exceptional. Every bit of content on our YouTube channel is really I'm really proud of. Like we're not just chucking mm. shit up there willy nilly. Mm. What I'm suggesting though, Andy, is that we start chucking stuff up there willy nilly. Well, I'm I'm going to put the Athletic Mince episodes on YouTube because I think. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you can monetize that. Well, there's that, but I think a lot of people like go to YouTube that don't listen to podcasts. And that's mm. another way of getting stuff out there. So we could we could put stuff up from this ep- this podcast. Right, we, we could we up. could record this on Zoom. Could we? And then there's a vi- yeah. <sighs> mm. Yeah, I don't want people looking at us while we're doing this. Why? Because you know what I mean. I mean, well, look at us now. Fuck sometimes sake. you like Jesus. to do it nude. I'm happy. Well, I'm happy with who I am. I'm not saying I I look great, but I'm comfortable with it. It's like look, take me warts and all, dickheads. Yeah. Look at me in my podcasting rig. I am. I regularly do. I mean, I could pixelate my nipples, I suppose. Put yeah, on uh, your balaclava. No, what I mean, <laughs> what I mean is, in terms of putting stuff on YouTube, I mean, put like best episodes up or clips from best yeah. episodes, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, what do you call it? It's a social media strategy. Which yeah. We haven't really let got us, at the minute. Let us know, dickheads, what you would like to see on our YouTube channel. And we'll probably ignore it, but you know, send us an email. Are you email enjoying anyway. listening to this? Are you enjoying listening to this ad hoc strategy yeah, meeting? That strategy we're meeting in place of an actual uh, episode. They're, they're well interested in it in our mo. Right? Do you want to talk about some other business? I don't know what you got. Uh, yesterday, I spent quite a lot of time in some bushes, uh, bushes from my childhood. I talked about them recently because you yeah. know the bushes at the local park that I hid in. And you did. listened in on my mum's breakup with Archie, the alcoholic you did. milkman. You had, you, you had like a route within the bushes, didn't you? You could go from one side of the park to the other. So yesterday, <laughs> fucking did not the whole route, but half the route with Len. It was a passing ah, of the ah, baton. The bush baton. Yes. It was like that. Because we were right in the, the park. Because we started going there because of social distancing. So rather than go to my mum's for lunch, if it's not raining, we'll go there and have a little picnic with my mum. And her husband, the osteopath, mm. Rod, right? Yes. Um, she fucking upgraded there, didn't she, from a milkman <laughs> to an osteopath? The passive-aggressive osteopath. Yeah, with a penchant for plunging his hand into shit. Yes. <laughs> right, it's so... Quite, uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> so we were there, and I said, look at them bushes. I told then I said, I used to spend a lot of time. He goes, yeah, you told me. He said, let's do it now. And I said, I'm too big for those bushes now. He said, don't worry, I'll lead the way. Well, the bushes, it's funny. It's like if you ever go back to your old primary school, everything seems so small. Now, these bushes used to feel to me like I was in the Amazon rainforest, Andy. Yeah, yeah, of course. But when I was in them yesterday, it was fucking tiny. And when you're, when you're navigating your way through that those kind of bushes, it's all about crouching down and getting through little gaps, right? Yeah. But that was impossible for me. Len was leading the way and going through them all. And I just, in the end, and I kept trying to, I said, look, Len, this isn't working for me. I'll just wait outside the bushes. You go for your life. And he was really insistent I had to go with him and recreate the footsteps of my childhood Mm. with him. Be a good idea for a book or a short essay in The New Yorker. I think so. Recreating 
recreating the footsteps, revisiting the footsteps of my childhood with my own son. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some sort of cuntish essay in the New Yorker. Definitely, yeah. When I was a child, I used to spend a great deal of time in bushes. Anyway, so that was it, really. Um, in the end, what I had to do was start acting like Bigfoot because right. I just couldn't, what with my bad back and stuff as well, I couldn't crouch down to get through the small gaps in, in the bush. So I had to just start striding through fully upright and pushing things out the way, breaking things, breaking branches, <laughs> just sweeping bushes and stuff away. Some it, things it, that have probably taken years to grow, I just had to destroy and trample underfoot. I've got to say, it sounds slightly as if Len's been power playing you here. Oh, yeah, he does that. That's his. Come on, old his, man, you can his, do this. His whole life is devoted to power playing me. <laughs> we had a great argument <clears throat> where I was doing some kick-ups and he was sitting eating a sandwich on the grass and the ball spun away from me and hit him on the back of the head and he went mental at me about it, right? <laughs> What'd you do that for? You were looking at me when you did it. You did it on purpose. And I said, of course I wasn't looking at you. As if I kicked at you, you dickhead. And he went, me dickhead? Whoa, that's rich. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So that wasn't But you nice. made it round, though. You made it round the bushes, did you? We got as... What we did was we got halfway round the park because... He was he was mindful of the story I'd told about spying on mm. uh, my mum and Archie's breakup. So he wanted to do not spying, but he wanted to do a surprise. So he said, "We'll work our way round in the bushes to where they're all sitting having their picnic, mm. and then we'll charge them." Jump out, yeah. But it was <laughs> shit because it was once you're uh, out of the bushes, it was still like about twenty yards to where they were sat. So you then had to run. We jumped out the bushes. The they looked at us quite unperturbed, and then we had to run towards them, shouting. They just looked at us like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> but that was my bush oh, time. Uh, I did some. Yeah. Um, I did some coining on Friday. What? September coining. coining. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, first time of the summer. I've not done mm. any summer coining. Um, I had me um, me latex gloves on, so mm-hmm. I've got to say it was a disappointing session. And I don't know whether it was because of the latex gloves. I don't know whether it was because of the tension yeah. to do with the COVID, uh, and you know, and the mask and everything. I don't know whether it was because I was on the Justice League machine, and I'm usually on the Scooby Doo. <laughs> right, the um, Justice League's not the best. I don't know. I, I don't know whether it was because I was trying really hard to get um, a Krispy Kreme key ring that was dangling right Ooh, on the edge good. and it, ne- it never shifted. I, st- I don't want to cry foul because um, I like the place that I go to and I trust them and I don't think they would glue it onto the, the front of the um, the tray but I felt as though shenanigans were at play so I couldn't get the Krispy Kreme uh, key ring. Me, the Dawson method wasn't in full effect. The right-hand side slot was jamming occasionally Ah, oh, that's the but worst. But I didn't want to switch because I was going for the Krispy Kreme. It was just a, a, a really unsatisfying session. And I don't know whether yeah. to just write it off and just forget about it. You've, you've got to do that, mate. That's your only option. You have got to just not put it out of your mind because if not, it'll affect your performance next time. Well, this is it. I've, and I need to blame it on those things that I've just mentioned. I've got to blame it on those things and not blame it on myself. Not internalise it. it. How long have you been using the Dawson system? Since oh, you were a kid. God. Oh, since I was a kid. Decades. It's never and failed it's de- me. And it's delivered for you for years. Yeah. So don't suddenly rethink the system. If, the, yeah, if you, once right. in a while, we all come across a dodgy slot or a dodgy machine, 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's just something that you got to swallow and move on from. But don't let doubt creep in because yeah, that is the right. enemy of a top performing coiner. If you start to let doubt creep into your mentality, yeah. then you know you should. I, for a while, because I was worried about getting the coining yips. This is years mm-hmm. ago. I actually hired a professional coining psychologist to go right, yeah. coining yeah, with me. Yeah, there's a lot of them about now. Yeah, he would give me pep talks before mm-hmm. I am. Um, and he'd, what he'd do is he'd do a lot of visualisation methods. So he'd mm-hmm. say, like, what do you want to win today? And, for instance, I might go, I want a duck dressed as a nurse, right? And yeah. he'd go, now, what I want you to do is visualise that duck, mm-hmm. like, toppling off the edge mm-hmm. of the coining shelf, right? And then you hand and you hold it. What's it feel like? And I say, oh, it feels great. And he mm-hmm. went, right, hold that image in your mind. And then... You know, you will, and then you'll see it manifest Take when it you play it. And yeah. it usually worked. It certainly stopped me from the coining yips. Yeah, I mean that can happen. I mean, one of the, one of the most um, famous coining psychologists is that fella. I think he's called Steve Baxter. Yeah, and he he wrote that book. Um, I never touched that monkey. Yeah, and um, it's 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 all in there. If you've got that book, it's it doesn't just book. apply to coining. It doesn't just apply to coining. It can apply to any psychological sort of barriers that you put up for yourself. Yeah, it's about the obstacles that, and the challenges that we face in mm. life and how most of them just exist in the mind and you can conquer totally. them. Totally. And he calls it the mind monkey. Yeah, I never touched that monkey. To my now, said. I know we, I know we don't um, usually talk about... Um, we don't usually talk about dreams. In fact, there's a ban on it, right? There is. The, the ban gets dropped quite... Easily though, doesn't it? Especially I got if you, a really. I don't know if you've dream. The I don't. I I don't know if you've seen an email we got at the weekend from Robert Hammond. I but it's a good dream. And All right. don't listen. If you're listening, there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance that your dreams, even the ones you think are funny, are shit. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So please don't see this as an invite for people to. St- there's no amnesty on dreams. But this bloke took his chances. And he's, it's paid off because I'm about to read it. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. He says, morning chaps, I know dream chat is banned, but I've just woken up from a TFTM dream and I'll keep it short. TFTM was over and you two had got a decent job presenting an all day Saturday radio show. That doesn't sound like a decent job. It sounds like a real hassle. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. We've we've had to swap sitting at home and doing it for half an hour to going into a studio on a Saturday and doing it all fucking day. Right. Uh, Decent job presenting an all-day Saturday radio show, which Andy presented in the studio while Sam was out on the road in a radio car. So you were like more like Noel Edmonds and I was like Checkers in this Ah. situation. Right. Okay, fair enough. I've got to do this up north. I'm not going to fucking London to do it. Andy, I'm all over the place. I hate being on the road. Andy was telling the audience that it was a real shame about Sam's good wife, but he's with Michelle now, so it's good to see him so happy again. (laughs) 
before Michelle. saying, oh. before, yeah, we'll get back to the show. Before saying, <laughs> Sam, what are you up to this weekend? Sam replied, I'm doing more hero stuff, mate. Did I tell you about last weekend? I got a phone call to rescue Tracy Ann Oberman from a pub in Highgate. She'd fallen asleep <laughs> upstairs and the pub was full of drunken soldiers. So I went round the back and got her out. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, now talking in his Top Flight Tune Machine Top 40 rundown voice, which is relevant <laughs> to this episode, said, if you get any hero work while we're on air, let me know. <laughs> hero work. And that was it. A real shame that TFTM was over. God knows what happened to Sam's good wife. But well done on getting the hero work, Sam. I hope the pay is decent. TTFM, Robert Hammond, Platinum IFS. Well, I think that's a decent dream. It's also quite believable because yeah. hero work is the sort of work that I am often called upon to do. Yeah, definitely. And I even mean, though it's completely fictitious and existed in the nighttime imagination of someone we've never met, yeah. I was nevertheless appreciative of the kind words you said when you said, it's good to see him so happy again. With Michelle. <laughs> I said, who's the Michelle? I'm hoping for a Barmer or Pfeiffer. He said, probably Pfeiffer, Yeah. Um, although I'd accept um, Keegan, Michelle Keegan. Yeah, I think she's course, off yeah. the Corrie or something. Of yeah, uh, definitely. Who else? Yeah, they'd Michelle probably Fowler. be my top. Michelle Fallon, nah, wasn't really keen on her. Um, yeah, I'd probably say Pfeiffer, Obama and Keegan would yeah. be the top three order. choices. In that yeah. order, yeah. Um, Good. I mean, so- you're saying that we, we've got this blanket ban on dream emails etc but if the dreams it, are about us me getting off with a yeah. sexy lady if the dreams are about us then we're all ears I think it's our right to know if they're about us actually I think it's legal isn't it you've got to legally yeah. inform someone if you have a dream because if them. not you're using our image rights in <laughs> <Yeah>. your dream <laughs> we'll come um, down on that like a ton of bricks yeah it's unacceptable I've just glanced at Facebook and I've just seen someone um, plug in something that's on there you know the Morecambe and Wise curtain that they used to come out from behind in the yeah. classic shows with mm. the, the two lines right along the bottom and then an M and then a W underneath the M yeah, mirroring awesome. each other. Yeah. Fucking hell. Sam, you can get that as a shower curtain now. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Imagine that. Things you never imagined could be true or possible. It's on Redbubble. Morecambe and Wise shower curtain. It is £47.41, pence, but... Don't know. It feels like a kind it's of thing not that bad. Forty-seven quid for a shower curtain. I mean, you certainly yeah. get them cheaper, but I mean, I probably not, wouldn't use it as a shower curtain. I'd, I'd I'd put it up in the you know over the, over the fireplace or something, and come out from behind it, and then turn the kids. It's really coming out from behind the curtain is always a great idea. Oh, like, even if inside I, a bush, even I get asked for doing something at, at the school. You know, sometimes mm. they ask me to host things at the school. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm I always do it, and I'm not you're very demanding. I'm not diva like in my demands, but I might start making my rider a velvet curtain. There has to be a curtain to be, to be yeah. hung in the room where I will be performing for yeah, me for to appear from, from behind. Yeah, emerge from behind. It's yeah. also good. I think it's the stand up in the um, the sort of compare in this famous scene in Goodfellas where he takes her through the kitchens and they sit and see a show in the restaurant. Mm. And he's like this old kind of American Jewish stand-up old school guy in his sort of velvet tuxedo. Yeah. But he's he's inexplicably holding a violin 
And I think that's a nice oh, yeah. touch. I think to hold a violin, yeah, but never really do anything with it. But it keeps the crowd like wondering. It's got them thinking, "What's this it's about? Got, what's, what's he, he going to do? For? Is he going to start fucking playing the yeah. violin? Where's his, where's his fucking bow? Yeah, hold it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a distraction technique. Yeah, so that's good. Um, now, one before thing. Before we go any further, I, can I just say yeah. if if you listen to this and you are. Uh, IFS plus or platinum. It's life logistics again tomorrow, so get some questions in. Yeah, we've queries. had some decent ones in already, haven't we? I mean, ask us anything, basically. You know, we've, yeah. we've opened it out. Just, just fucking anything. Just give us something to talk about. I saw a tweet at the weekend that someone, I think someone CC'd me in on it because they knew it'd be the sort of thing that I'd be interested in. Mm. Um, have you heard, you know, this Ryan Fraser lad from Bournemouth is supposed to be going to Newcastle on a free. Don't know if you've yeah. heard that in the gossip columns. Yeah. Decent, decent acquisition, that. I don't know if you remember, I think the season before last, he was topping the assists of the whole yeah. Premier League. So I can't believe he's on a free and I can't believe Newcastle seems to have just got him without being challenged. But anyway, that's another story. Might not be going ahead because according to his tweet mm. uh, from someone called Blurt Knight, he says, Ryan Fraser to Newcastle is now allegedly off. And this is a screen grab from an ITK in the know WhatsApp group. Uh, it says, mate, I'm not supposed to say anything, but we, Ryan Fraser, was in Newcastle today to speak to Steve Bruce about a potential move with his agent. Yeah. He got told to go into Bruce's office and Bruce was there taking a shite with the door wide open. Fraser's right. agent was horrified and now the deal is off. Now... If true, that's that's pretty major news, mm-hmm. right? I think it's fair to say it's major news. But it got me to thinking, what top flight managers have you seen taking a shit? Oh, we're back on talk sport now, are we? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, it's just a simple one. I was on the trains, as um, Southwest trains, going mm. from Barnes into Waterloo. And as I went past the... The, the train slowed, I don't know why. And we were slowing between, must have been Putney and Wandsworth Town. Right. And there was a there's a bit of track with one of those, you know, those little concrete box sort of, they're like little concrete structures and I, right. that, that you get by the side of, of the railroad sometimes. Platforms. Do you know the sort of thing I'm talking about? No, no, no. It's something you can go inside. It's like a hovel or a cave. Oh. Oh, I, I don't know what you saw. Anyway, I was peering out the window. <laughs> I was peering out the window, and this yeah. is a few years ago. And yeah. I'm trying to remember the bloke's name. Vs Boas. Do you remember him? He he managed Chelsea. Oh yeah, and yeah. then he managed Spurs for a while as well. That's Portuguese right, yeah. lad. He ended up in um, the Ukraine or Russia or something like that, didn't he? Yeah. I saw him clear as day. I was certain mm-hmm. it was him. I didn't have time to take a photo. He was inside this concrete structure halfway mm-hmm. between Putney and Wandsworth Town stations. Mm-hmm. He had an empty grab bag of Walker's crisps and mm-hmm. he was squatting down over it, curling one out into the crisp bag. Really? Yeah. And and when I looked at him, I thought, he caught my eye, right? And I thought he's going to be fucking embarrassed, especially yeah. when he says it's me, a renowned journalist yeah. who could <clears throat> easily take this to the papers Mm-hmm. Um, he saw me, he clocked me, and he just smiled and winked. Yeah, power play, did you? Yeah, power play. And so it didn't surprise me when I heard this Steve Bruce story because I thought this is the way a lot of these managers roll. They do it, 
as a sort of power play mind game. He was probably thinking, Steve Bruce, in the case of Brian Fraser, this is a test. Yeah. Let's yeah. see how the lad reacts. Then I'll know yeah. whether he's got the character to play for this great football club, Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what I mean? And totally. if, and I mean, if he I re- just... I, I, I remember, the, I must have been about, God, 10 years ago, because my daughter was about three at the time. Maybe it's a bit further back than that. And we were at a fairground and it was pouring with rain. But mm. we stuck it out, you know, because the kid wanted to be there. And we went on the big wheel. Mm. And when you go on the big wheel, you've got a, um, you get on and then it moves gradually so someone else can get on. And mm. you're on it for like 20 minutes, gradually moving up and around while other people mm. are getting into the various carriages. So we were right at the very top. And all I could see, I looked down um, and I could see in the carriage right near the bottom, just about to get off the big wheel almost, if you like, mm. this um, this fella having a shit. Just right. pants around his ankles, just shitting on the floor of the little big wheel carriage. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, seriously. And he, he, I don't know why, but as I was looking at him, he looked up at me at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Graham Taylor. No. Yeah. Now, do you see? Well, did you know what? I think that's fucking ironic that it was Taylor getting up that because let's not forget mm-hmm. he was the I'm one who sacked Steve Harrison yeah for shitting off of a cupboard exactly exactly do you remember so, he was like no now Steve we can't have that at this level this is in, yeah. we are representing our country here and we cannot be seen to be defecating in, in front of people like that it's like mate you're the cunt who's doing it in big wheels at the fairground so what did that do to Graham Taylor had it triggered something in him that made him want to do that, to shit in unusual scenarios, locations? <laughs> or did he, all the time, did he approve of Harrison? Did he enable Harrison? And then someone else came in and Taylor felt as though he needed to sack him. I don't know oh, the maybe, full story. Maybe it was a case of they, they'd both been up to it for a while, but once they got to that level, Taylor was yeah. like, this is the sort of shit, now we're in the top job, we have yeah. to shut this down, right? Yeah. And and presumably when you saw Graham Taylor do it, he wasn't the incumbent. This was probably after he'd... Yeah, he couldn't have well, been England I, I manager think, at I the think time. He was, he was at least between jobs. He wasn't England manager. Yeah. It was like 10 years ago, I think he... Maybe it was like one of his management. spells in... Uh, uh, you know, he did various spells at both Villa and Watford in various yeah. roles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, And it might be that it's the way that he unwound when he wasn't in the public mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't well, actually managing a football club. But it must have been, it wasn't an essential shit. Do you know what I mean? Like Alex mm. Ferguson shot in the, the side of the road and then... <laughs> yeah, um, but he had to, because if he not, had he was going to shit his uh, pants. T- yeah. Taylor was almost in the position on that big wheel where he was about, he could have got off quite easily. Mm. It just had to go around another mini rotation. And, and it, it wasn't even coming easily. He was really having to strain. Yeah, he was straining for it, yeah. It wasn't like yeah. a, a, a relief shit. Do you see? So, do you see? I will get this out before I reach the bottom of the mm-hmm. big wheel's natural cycle. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there you I'm go. sure... I mean, it's it's obviously sure more prevalent than, than... Exactly. Well, we've both seen it. Now we've got mm-hmm. this story about Bruce. Um, interested to hear any of the... Um, Listeners, if they've got anything similar to that they've yeah. seen, yeah, as long as they're good, if they're rubbish, yeah. we'll ignore them. I, yeah. how, how valid do you think that Steve Bruce story is, though? 
Well, like I say, at this time of year in the transfer window, you get a lot of stories flying around. There will be people putting things on WhatsApp groups, screen grabbing mm-hmm. them. There's the ITKs. Everyone's trying to position themselves as an ITK. I think yeah. the proof will be in the pudding. Has Ryan Fraser signed for Newcastle yet? We're recording this Don't on know. Monday the 7th in the morning. I'll give it a quick Google. Ryan Fraser to Newcastle. I mean, it begs a lot of questions. Steve Bruce obviously have an ensuite facility in his in his office, so he's perfectly within his rights to go and take a shit at any time, and he doesn't need to close but the he door. Didn't have to he's leave not, the door open. He's did not he? expecting anyone to come in, though, is he? The second question well. is: Did Ryan Fraser knock first? Because hmm. if he knocked first, then he was obviously bidden entry by Steve Bruce. All in we which know, case, or, the fault is with tw- Bruce. 12 hours ago, Sky Sports, who I I don't know about you, but I don't really rate them as a source during transfer no. window at all. No. Um, and they've got a lot of time to fill says, in, Ryan Fraser agrees to join Newcastle. Mm. Fraser linked with West Ham because the players will undergo Newcastle Medical on the same day as former Bournemouth teammate Callum Wilson. Um, yeah. Whether or not Wilson's seen Steve Bruce taking a dump, doesn't say. If he signs, I think that Bruce is off the hook. I think it acts as um, a nice little bargaining chip for Fraser because he can then say, right, I need another two grand a week after what I've seen. I need you to... My client... Right, I know this is the agent. He goes, I know we stormed out the other day, but I would like to draw a line under that. What we saw, we saw. And Steve Bruce is like, no, what you think you saw. No, we know what we fucking saw, mate. Let's not get listen into bit, that. Listen a bit. Like any good agent these days, I wear body cam all the time. So I know what I saw. I know what I saw. And let's just say if I wanted to, the whole fucking world could see it. But I don't want to go down that route. What I do want to say is my client has suffered extreme emotional trauma after witnessing that. Right? <laughs> He's very shaken up. And there will be associated medical bills. We do want to make this a legal matter. So... Yeah. What we want you to do is add an extra mil onto the <laughs> signing on fee. And then yeah. there'll be I will delete the videos in front of you, right? And no more will ever be said of the matter. From, but from we need your drive. fucking pledge to never pull a stunt like that again. I'll delete them from my hard drive and from my cloud. You yeah. have my word. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Well, and just we, lastly. We'll see. There's yeah. another email. Um, it's quite funny because it's slightly Lampardish. From like, sometimes you get top flight time machine completists slash archivists, mm-hmm. and they get in touch about things from past uh, podcasts. Mm. Lampard. This is, Lampard. This is yeah, Victor the Swede. Dear Mr. Delaney, if you recall, in the episode from the 30th of March, you wanted to hear the weirdest thing that we've ever seen in one sentence. Yeah, of course I fucking recall that. Well, I saw a gorilla in a zoo sitting and staring straight at me with a very unsettling grin, almost as if he knew my innermost thoughts. It's not that weird, <laughs> is, that is it? it? That's it. I was, I was thinking he was going to say, oh, you know, he was oh, shoving God. a snake up his bum or something like that. But no, okay, just staring yeah. at him. Anyway, nice he goes lolly. on to say this. Also, you asked Andy what type of hairstyle he'd have if he was a woman. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> I'll give my answer to that as well. I'd like to have bangs, kind of like Zoe Deschanel. I'd also like to look like her. 
which woman would you two like to look like? <sighs> Regards, Victor the Swede. I have never been asked a mm. simpler fucking question in my life. Mm. Obviously, if I could look like any woman, I would look like Beyonce. Right, yeah. Susanna Hoffs for me. Really? Yeah. I just spend so all day in the mirror. Look at like myself a- in the mirror. Where you do oh. that saucy yeah. like get in like thing where you put one arm across the other. Where's the fist? Every, yeah. Every time you looked in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, fuck it oh, I'm getting like now done to dear Hofsey looking at myself. <laughs> fuck oh, it dear. Playing with me fucking buggers and that all day. <laughs> front of this big fucking mirror. In fact, yeah. I might film myself. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, where no other cunt can see it. <laughs> password protected. <laughs> Two step password. I've got to get one of them little cords come to me phone. I can look at me, sir. Two step authentication. <laughs> My cloud is locked solid. <laughs> <laughs> Full of hot nudes. Oh. My, my uh. professional life's fallen apart since I started looking like Susanna Hoff. <laughs> but to be honest, I don't care. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't doing much anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it from this one. It's been good. Yeah, that's been nice good. Thank you for you those all. emails. Well done, Victor the Swede. And yeah. uh, anyone else who wants to get in touch, do or don't. Yeah, um, you know all the regular fucking uh, topics that we have. Bullshit is weirdest thing you've ever seen. Dads on roofs. Um, I think of any others. We used to have some dis and dat stuff, but no one's been abroad this summer, so none of that going on. We can do dis and dats now. Represent dis yourself and dats in gone court. Out of fashion a bit that kind of thing. Yeah, neighbourly disputes. They're always good. We can Smashing stories. I'm, re- I'm massively into watching um, n- uh, the Nightmare Neighbour next door on Channel Five. Well, which I've not really watched before, but there's like fucking loads of episodes on the archive. It, oh, I'll go and watch Sky that now. Q Cloud, whatever it's called. Yeah. Really good. Better than any yeah. fucking drama series. And also, if you've got any dealings with ghosts, uh, get in touch. Yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah. That's it. Thanks. Fuck yeah. off. See you later. Bye. Bye.